Hi, everybody. This is going to be the uh, initial introductory, hey, we're out here and coming soon for uh, stay, stay a while and listen. listen. <laughs> Jinx. Uh, yes, absolutely. It's going to be a conversational type show where we talk about uh, video games, board games, and tabletop RPGs, and kind of the weird uh, meta connection between the three. And... The social contract is sitting around the table with a bunch of nerds having fun. This is our hobby. This is our what makes entertaining conversation to us. Uh, hopefully, we'll be entertaining to you. Uh, Don't forget the random shit. There's always going to be random shit and swearing. Swearing, too. Thank you for uh, commenting that it will be random shit, because the shit is a good part of that random. Uh, it, it, it truly is. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and hand the reins over to the to the co-hosts so to speak let them say a little bit about themselves and uh i'll come back in and shut us down i don't know pretty general of anyone here i've probably played the least amount of games just because growing up i didn't know there were a games other than board games that uh, weren't monopoly clue or battleship let's put it that way i had a nintendo game system i didn't know there was anything beyond that except for the kid that lived across the street and had a game boy and dear god i am a nerd and never knew it until it was like oh my god look at all these fun things my friends are doing i need it now <laughs> um, don't sell yourself short you're also of the three of us sitting around the table, the one most likely to have experience with an MMORPG and uh, a hell they're, of a miniature painter. They are crack. Both of those things are crack. Yeah, I need to paint a lot of miniatures. My name is Matt. Um, I have a ton of board games. I've played semi-competitive magic. Um, like any other almost... 30-year-old American, well, I'm almost 40, but 30-year-old American, I play a ton of video games as well. Um, Ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, besides random banter, what I add to this group, uh, we'll find out. <laughs> Let's be honest, we'll find out. Charisma. Says you. <laughs> you can you can carry a conversation. There's a reason why you're yeah. straight to a garbage can. But yes, <laughs> at least I know where the garbage can is hey. and have the lighter fluid to put it into a dumpster fire. <laughs> Handy that. Those can entertain some people. So that's uh, true. <laughs> I'm Brian. Uh, I'm also riff online. Uh, riff on live. <laughs> I, I'm going to be the guy who's the technical behind a lot of this. He's um, pulling the levers. And pushing the buttons and running the strings and twisting the gears and yelling at the computer when it doesn't work. Like tonight, the first night, we're going to record something that's actually going out to you fine people. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, Push the button, Max. Yes. Hopefully, we'll have decent sound quality, although do not expect me to go in and remove ums. This is a conversational podcast, and the ums set the pacing. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, they do. Um, did we get what name you were going by on air? Do I care? I don't know. I'm well, asking I mean, you. That's a personal <laughs> question. Who else do you ask, do I care about this? What I, truth serum are you drinking to get others' opinions on that? <laughs> Fine, we'll think of a name for you. you have, we should crowdsource that. 
Should we crowdsource that? Gonna make you Matilda. <laughs> this, this is up to everybody you. Wants to have a weird name. I this is your chance. Everybody, their chance to have uh. crawl out from under your bridge, unite. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It it really doesn't matter to me, Candace. But generally, game tag is always going to be Alfreda. Well, there we go. So Alfreda Lair. And the Frito Bandito in this corner. So uh, we'll just see what goes on. Matt, what are you? A Twinkie uh, junkie? Okay, you know what? To be honest, it, and here's a little little something. Everybody eats something while gaming. Well, everybody should eat something while gaming video games. Son of a bitch, actually eat something while I'm playing a board game. You can go, go, you can go die in a goddamn fire. But I can't eat sweets while gaming. I don't really like sweets. I'll drink sweets. They're I'll drink okay. Mountain Dew. I mean, that's neck beardy as hell. But like, <laughs> potato, chip, potato chips are easy. Like, no, uh, like my hubby will eat fucking cake while gaming. And I swear to God, he wants to get into magic. And of course, he doesn't have his own cards. So I'm looking at my cards at this pristine collection and a single tear rolls down my eyes because... They're going to die. So how many sleeves do you need to protect against buttercream frosting? There's there's not enough sleeves. (laughs) Dragon shield. Actually, you you know those collector sleeves when you actually send things off to actually get graded? (laughs) Just have a a deck of those. those. It just clacks every time you draw a card. What's Uh in your hand? Sadness. (laughs) It's like the bib of gaming. I am the worst person out of any of these, though, because... I don't care what snack you have at the table. If there are Doritos or Cheetos or anything that has that horrible, toxic orange cheese dust on it, I'm going to be reaching for that. Yeah. And this is this is the person that paints miniatures and goes, don't fucking touch it. I'll rip your arm off. You know, fun little trivia here. When they were uh, when they were first testing the uh, Doritos tacos for Taco Bell. Yeah. They didn't have the dust. They just had the flavor. Yeah, and people said and it, it was wrong. No, they two, sent it back. Two statements on that. Um, you will fucking convince me of the idea that Taco Bell tests a damn one of their things sooner than you'll convince no. me that Santa Claus is real. I am ho, ho, fa- ho. Yeah. <laughs> I'm huh? fairly sure. Like, okay, you can almost just take random words and put them together as long as they're Hispanic sounding. And that is a menu item in Taco Bell. I don't think to, they test it. All and you I don't have even to do is put Locos somewhere in the title. It's Taco Bell. Well, I, I, mean, I would like to point out mm-hmm. that my 83-year-old grandmother, my abuelita, I grew, I grew up <laughs> being asked, Brian, do you want a Mexican grilled cheese? Quesadilla is a made-up word. <laughs> it is. It yeah, is. it is. <laughs> uh... I bring to the table a whole lot of the tabletop RPG uh, vaccine. I've played everything from D&D to Vampire to Shadowrun to... Palladium! I've played a couple hands of Palladium. I hate Palladium. I got a glare boy. I'm done. Give me a, give me the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and other madness, and I could probably cable something, uh, hobble something together that'll work for the night. Yeah. But uh, we're going to end up 
converting us over to like a fate or a GURP system because yeah. I'm going to get frustrated. <laughs> well, now we're going to start combat. Scoot, uh, <laughs> scoot all of it off. Grab a D20 because I'll be honest with you, this whole thing's a nightmare. Uh, yeah. If it D- takes D20, a funny looking but, die. But, but, but just the thing is, D20 systems are not the devil. No, they're, they're not. They're decent. No. Despite oh. what your husband may think. Oh, and this hopefully if this comes out later to people that, you know, pay money for some goddamn unknown reason. I'm sorry, dear listener. I don't know what we do in the future. I apologize for if we've ruined things for you. But this this is where it started. This is this is patient zero. But uh, you'll probably hear a lot about the fact that my husband hates D20s. Um, good news is I'm running Scion, and I have discarded entirely their combat system in favor of different dies, and I'm slowly going to make an epic sword that he will want so ever dearly, and it will damage roll D20. <laughs> and he's going to hate me, and I will not care. I will sit there. I will come to that game even if I'm not invited. Sit outside the window with a ba- <laughs> thing of popcorn waiting for this moment. Like, it's you found happen. Excalibur drawing it's it from gonna, the stone. It's going to happen. It's going to happen soon. Crunch, 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 you crunch. swing it in the air. And I'll oh. hear from inside the room, God damn, stop eating in my game. Well, well, well I can see it because he's going to be like, Excalibur, you draw it from the sword. Taking it firmly in your grasp, you take a swing at the nearest orc. Roll a d20. <laughs> and he's going to be like, do I drop the sword or do I save the... He'll drop the sword. At, at this point, you hear the Vader no. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Now, there's a system there. The Star Wars Saga Edition is probably my favorite edition of Star Wars gaming. Way better than the earlier Star Wars stuff. And better cool. than the than the new stuff, Fantasy Flight with the funky dice. Don't get me wrong, I love me some funky dice, Man, but those dice D6. slow things up. Give me decent. My my thing is, is it's sort of like uh, playing cards. Like I love doing magic through the playing cards and everything, and I love creative backs of cards and everything. It's great, but you can't do magic tricks without somewhat standard faces. The same way as with board with RP, RPGs. It works best if it's what people are familiar with. And if you've grown up with D20s, D10s, D8s, D12s, you know, all that. And they have numbers that are familiar and you can customize your die. But if you have to have a special die because there's a trick about die, you lose them. Yeah, you do. If you have specialty dies, if you have specialty die and people lose it, there are going to be people that are more willing to just convert your combat system than go buy more dice from you. You know, as long as we're dishing on your poor husband, I got okay. to throw, throw out real quick. Yeah. That boy doesn't know his combat system of his own favorite system. No, he doesn't. He, uh, okay. Because all he wants to do is play a snooty Frenchman. We know that's all he wants to do. He wants to play a snooty Frenchman and put him in lace and make him all fancy. Oh, okay. That's what he wants. Give my husband some credit. Um, He wants to write a very good story. Yeah. But his good stories lack physical confrontations. Yeah, and... Okay, so for everyone that's listening, VTM, Vampire the Masquerade. He plays in, I believe, 2nd edition. We finally transitioned him to 5th edition. It's something in between 2nd edition and homebrew. (laughs) Yeah, it it is. But the combat system, uh, one day, and by the way, his nickname that I have for him is Sugar Bear. One day, Sugar Bear sat down, looked at the book, and he may as well have just ripped out the pages with combat because he does not care. 
So I come into the game and I'm used to playing D&D, Pathfinder, very numbers heavy systems that are very much dungeon crawls, right? Oh, yeah. I swear it was at least four sessions before we ever had anything resembling combat. My guy over there, his specialty is planting hardened wooden objects in people's skulls. That, that's what he was statted for. Taking a thing, placing a thing inside another squishy thing until squishy thing stops moving. He did not have charisma. It was such a slog. I love my husband to death, but he wants it for the story. He hates combat. That was that was my experience as well. Not Yeah, but that's the thing about like any role playing game. You have to have a compromise somewhere in there. Oh, you're, he's gotten better. You're, you're going to have in every game someone that's closer to a murder hobo and someone who's p- closer to a politic. The politic wants to yap about everything. The murder hobo just wants to get through everything by smacking it in the head with something until it stops moving or agrees with them. And you have to marry these two things together. Well, one of the now kiss. <laughs> one of the things that actually worked is uh, he he was running this game and he he had an old group back in his hometown that were well, let's just say not the bravest or brightest, but. They love the game, and he was the only GM that they knew, and he got used to that. So, to slowly ease him out of it, I built a character in this system called Ventru. And Ventru, they don't do the frilly, happy, courtier sort of thing. He had to figure out at least some of the combat system after a while, because I kept dragging people back into alleys and breaking their legs to get information, <laughs> going to people's homes, setting them on fire. I basically played an angry murder hobo mafia boss until he figured out how to either stop me or figure out what my actual limitations were. Because if he doesn't know the system and I have dice I can roll, he either has got to learn the system <laughs> to help prevent that or just be okay with me being a wildfire burning through a story. Well, uh, no los dos? <laughs> I'll have a little bit of column A and all of column B. <laughs> um, so uh, that that's a taste of us discussing tabletop RPGs. We're sitting at about 14 and a half minutes. Do you guys want to have any last little uh, parting well, shots to um, the potential audience here? Kind of well, let them know yeah. what to expect. Another thing about it is, is we're not just, as much as we are a conversational group, I mean, it's not going to be without its research. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a topic. Yeah. You may not know. It's going to be a topic that changes every time. And you may not know, like, the origins of Nintendo, what happened with Nintendo America, or or things like, who was it, who was Gary Gary Gygax? How did that happen? Where did that spawn from? Or well, even questions dealing with how do these mechanics run and why do we run them this way? Is there a better way or does this work? There's a lot of things that can be interesting that are... Or just the pure what's your opinion shit because sometimes you just want fluff. For a great example, an episode that may be an actual episode that we lead off with or it might be another one of the ones They're that we're going to hide behind the... <laughs> oh, he's so sneaky. Or, or, or it might be one of the ones that we hide behind the paywall of this is still our learning art footings. Tonight, the original plan was to record this, get something up on there, and then record an episode on cooperative gaming. 
Let's hope it never comes out and then it'll be that missing episode that everyone looks for. Let's Absolutely. hide it somewhere on the way. <laughs> yes, we're going to hide it. Our opinion on cooperative gaming, you'll never know. There's one copy of the file. It's in a flash drive and it's currently hiding under Mouse's butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mouse, Mouse, Mouse. Mouse is the big it's dog big that dog. might occasionally be heard in the background. No, yeah, because it's still illegal to give that much Benadryl to an animal. <laughs> so you have give that much Benadryl. <laughs> Just give slightly under that dose. <laughs> I know how much Benadryl it takes to put down somebody of around 400 pounds. We'll be okay. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> uh, well worth mentioning, this table is uniquely uh, skilled in some very strange skills. Uh, go over that list? <laughs> <laughs> medical history and security history and law enforcement history and... Animal husbandry. Yeah, we got... Uh, this this group could go into Shadowrun. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. could. <sighs> We'd survive the woods eventually. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Hauling Rock's built character, don't you know that? By character, you mean broken bones and contusions, but sure. So this <laughs> no, was the attempt no, at getting... No, this is what I was told as a child. Your childhood was frightening. So this was the attempt at getting people to like us, so let's go ahead and end on a note that's going to get people to hate us. Oh. Favorite video game system? Favorite video game system? It, system itself. Ugh. GameCube. Anything Monster Hunter's on. <laughs> I'm a PlayStation uh, purist personally. They just I would etch a sketch Monster Hunter and then shake it just to see if I could kill. It. They have <laughs> earned my respect throughout the years. <laughs> favorite board game uh board game. Oh, favorite board game. Just uh, board has game to be a Euro itself, game or can it be a genre? It can be a it can be a I'll narrow it down. Euro games um um uh, uh resource management and scythe. So like stuff like Catan. Catan, yeah, I like Catan, but Catan's a little bit. I'm talking about really complicated stuff. Like I love Lisboa. Okay, there we go. See, um, I like resource management again, but one of them that literally I had so much fun. Our friend gave me the board game was like Midgard. Midgard, I'm really loving this like semi-current trend of cooperative games. Uh, mm-hmm. Stuff like the D&D Ravenloft, the Pandemic, oh, yeah. the Settles of the Multiverse. I love, I love the shit where it's the people working together to beat the game. You know what we need to do? Because I have brothers that I want to kill normally. We need to, we need to air a game. Also, we need to get you Gloomhaven. We will probably be airing I games eventually. I own Gloomhaven. He does not need to purchase it. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to spend two hundred and twelve dollars. But oh, I want the Arkham yeah. game so bad. Arkham's personally, bad. Oh. there is a new. But call no, of but do tune in because we we need to stop this rambling at some pace, and there isn't a brick wall. We've got we've got ten more minutes on the on the perspective goal of we're aiming for thirty. Oh well, never mind. I'll shut my mouth on that. And we're on nineteen minutes, so we can we got a little bit more time we can burn. RPG system. Favorite RPG system? System. So not necessarily game. Doesn't have to be D&D, but D20, Fate, uh, um, Storyteller. Um, at, at the advice of my lawyer, I have been requested not to say anything, so not to incriminate. D20 system. I'm sorry. I love Vampire. I love the D10s. Uh, D20 streamlined. It runs better. It's more fun. And... 
I know the day that my husband hears this, he will tear out something like his hair or my eyes. I don't know what, but it's just true. I'm a big fan of Shadowrun for the setting, but that system is a nightmare. I love fate in principle, but you really need an experienced group to get the execution off. You can't jump into a fate system. Storyteller is a lot of fun, but I hate to say it, D20 is got a lot going for it. I also like a lot of stuff that's... I like a lot of crazy stuff. I'm a big fan of uh, Savage Worlds. I'm a big fan of... um, apocalypse world i'm a big fan of uh oh god what is the one i'm trying to think of Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> i'm a big You're fan a horrible of, person i'm a big fan of all of them the the system i want to love the most is fate the system i'm going to fall back on the most is d20 yeah because here's the deal with d20 i can on a dime run a game at the drop of a hat as long as i have a set of dice and a good story. And probably most people are going to be familiar with a D20 yeah. because D&D is... It's ubiquitous. Yes. And for me. Your turn. So I don't have as much experience running in a lot of games. Most of the games that I've ever been in have gone for like five to ten sessions and kind of died. Either because people are yeah. flakes. As life gets in the way. Or life gets in the way. I've only had one group that went for two years. Uh I absolutely love the setting for the Call of Cthulhu games, probably because I am an H.P. Lovecraft nerd, and if you put Cthulhu's face on anything, I will probably buy it. I know, and I don't care. I've heard good things about Cthulhu 6th. Is it 6th they're on now? Oh, yeah. No, sure, but like... I also have a friend that is an absolute fucking amazing storyteller when it comes to all of that. So he enhances the world itself. So yeah. it's not necessarily the system you're playing, it's his world you're playing. But as she's for She's only system played itself, my Shadowrun games. I don't know this GM she's talking of. Yeah, Is I know. this the guy that's a big kaiju fan up at the shop? No, this is Brian. I'm not going to disclose last name. That's why I was trying to do attributes. Don't be throwing out other people's laundry. We can throw out each other's laundry to an extent, but no. I love that guy, if, the one I'm thinking of, though. Yeah, well, if I Shout can, out to you, dude. Kaiju, buddy. Is this if, the Brian I'm thinking of? This is this is the amazing older Brian mm-hmm. of so much not. This is the one that not I kind of wish I, I was a better friend with. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That one. It, it, he's just got three more levels of Brian than I do. It's that simple. He, he does, and it's absolutely oh, fucking man. amazing. The the man's story te- storytelling level is beyond what like most people dream they will ever reach. But oh. just for the simple, just being able to hop in, everybody's heard of it. If you buy a box of dice, you've got enough of them with you d20 system yeah like it's the easiest one to get into because everyone quote air quotes everyone knows it so it's the easiest to go what do i do now okay you roll that one and also a lot of a lot of uh just taking out the dice and the system itself a lot of people are going to be more familiar with it because a lot of modern fantasy video games have been based in part by people that play D and yeah. they have embedded some of those philosophies, like dungeon run. Like I'm going to be honest, the idea of a dungeon run video game. Take Diablo, 
that came out of playing D&D. Oh, yeah. That's where that comes from. Loot dropping from creatures, that that was a D&D invention that loot drops from creatures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's there's plenty of systems that are quite old that don't have loot on creatures or a loot chart. And then it turns around and the games inspire the systems. Yeah, because it's, a, yeah. it's a repeating self I know nobody loved 4th edition. Lies. I actually thought it was kind of okay. Um, I played a little bit of it. Fourth edition I've heard catered a lot to the no. MMO. And fourth edition was a combat system. It wasn't anything else. It no. just got out of the way of everything story related. Select what you want. Cool. Uh, you leveled. Ooh, do I get to pick? No, this is what you have. Now go out there and slay something. Yeah, oh, see, okay. see, that was the thing about what fourth people... edition as I heard most gripes about is that it ran more like a board game than an RPG. Well, Fourth edition's design method, uh, design concepts really was your story is you. They got some systems for how to do skill checks and stuff to let you know, but they were. If you read the DMG, you read the, the, the extended DM guides throughout the system was you do you. And when you need us to, to arbitrate, here we are. Yeah, it was like do you three point five? Three point five was robust. Had a billion and one books. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was a workhorse. <laughs> I still have my three point five books. I have a friend that owns, I believe, all of the D and D books minus maybe parts of fourth. I sold most of my fourth. I've got a little bit of fourth sitting in the garage. I've got some second edition in the garage. I've got a lot of three point in the garage because. Right at the time that 3.5 was coming out, I grabbed a whole bunch of clearance 3.0s that I, so I could pass them around the table or yeah. give a book away. I'm that guy. Yeah. I invite a new player to my game session for the first session, unless it's one of my systems that's weird funky dice, fade, I'm looking at you. Mm-hmm. They're going to leave with a set of dice for the system. Yeah. And if... I was really flush, or if the books are really old, maybe a copy of the core manual. Straight up, here's a gift to you. I'm bringing you into the system. I have actually multiple times not thought of buying, like, ooh, the core of this one, or the core of this one. Now, I'm the person that's digging around on the discount shelf at all of the old bestiaries. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> when I was when I was in Houston, I was at Half Price Books, and I've got, like, six copies of second edition or first edition mutants and masterminds now so that there's a copy at so that everyone at the table can have a copy and they can take it home for a week and tweak their powers or whatever of course these days i am all about the digital give me the pdf yeah i've found that that's and that we have we have uh uh in our in both our sign and our vtm because they're running concurrently uh we have uh, a lot of old players like me and my husband Still do uh, paper and all that. And then we have a couple of newer guys who it's all on their phone. Every bit of it, you can reference it, PDF of it, their character sheet on there. Man, that's cool. But I'm saying I I wouldn't mind doing that. I'm just saying it's it's nice to see that it's transitioning to be even that. I run games from my laptop and an iPad. Yeah. Uh, Especially like the D20 stuff. The monsters are all screen capped. So I can flip through the stat blocks as real quick as, as photos. The, the laptop's got more power for if I need to look something up. See, I can't I can't get away from my paper and pencil just because 
Oh, I need to write. I need to write. No, my thing is. Wait, the artist can't get away from paper and pencil. I know, right? Oh, what a surprise. No, it's just a fact of what is this? I need to know, write down this thing really quick. Instead of scrolling through whatever hit it, it is, trying to type a note in while something is still going on. No, I'm faster. Just pick it out, get a piece of paper, scribble, go on with my day. If I need to put it somewhere else or reorganizing, it's fine. If it's on my phone and it's typed down, it's lost. <laughs> Love my phone, but it's lost. I... I completely agree. My favorite note takers at my table of my dream table have been you and my wife, who both take notes physically. Uh-huh. So, mm. every every group should have a secretary. I recommend two. <laughs> yeah. And it's so convenient that they both have jugs. Mm. Well, you know, if we're going to be chauvinistic about it, the secretary should be an attractive female. Now I'm just picturing a, an episode of Mad Men where they play Dan Day. God, I'd give it a season. Give it a season. I just want to see the intro. The D twenty is falling in shadow against a backdrop of like uh, a, a castle and, and cows and dragons and all this stuff, and it has that same weird. Slow tempo, sad music going in the background. <laughs> the camera Should land on a one. <laughs> camera zooms oh. out at the last of the of the thing, and it's the four guys in business suits sitting around the table rolling dice in the iconic DM screen. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of culture has been catering more towards nerds, anyways. Like, really when, has. When the unfortunate yeah. show Big Bang Theory, I don't care. Send hate mail. I don't care. I loved that show, and then I grew to hate that show. Yeah, when you realized that the joke was that they were nerds. The beginning of it was kind of cute. The middle, their editing and their jokes got more fleshed out and better. By the end of it, it was just nerds with wives and making more what felt like chauvinistic jokes and just let's poke at the nerd because he's a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other part about it, too, is that... um, Oh, this is going to be nitpicky. Uh, when they go upon a science joke, the joke isn't the actual science. It's that, look, this nerd makes science. Like, you can come up with a lot more clever jokes to make about physics, biology, quantum mechanics, all those kinds of things. But they trusted that their audience wouldn't be smart enough to catch those jokes. So they made the the people that were telling the jokes awkward. And the joke is that they're talking about quantum mechanics. Next time he goes on one of these rants on an actual episode, I will step in and say, and you can send your hate mail at blank at stayandlisten.com because he's going to have one. So I don't have to get them. You don't have to send them to me. We all will. Plenty of ethic books I need to read. I'm sure that I won't be at all interrupted by tons of mail telling me how I'm wrong. Oh, I'm certain you'll get at least one agreeing with you. I mean, because <laughs> I will, viciously attack that I will person mostly just, just be bullshitting the entire time, just tossing out my opinion, because I'm not going to be the one going, she's always right. You listen to her. She has the best points ever. I'm going to send her all loves and kisses and rainbows and emails. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have all my email read by a voice modulator that sounds like that. <laughs> Dear Matt. You're a horrible human being. 
I wish you would catch on fire. You stupid SOB. That's not at all how that works. Don't you know? You are wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. Can I have my emails read to me by the demons uh, voiced from, like, the cheesy 80s, like, <laughs> knockoff swords and sorcery films? Brian, you got that wrong. You will never know right. <laughs> your head is so far up your ass it belongs in a different time zone that doesn't even make sense email i don't care <laughs> well i was like the no, no 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 you got some parts on wrong in that email there should be bad grammar it should probably be your head belong up asses of yours things well, like that i always love it when uh because the internet by by its very nature of anonymity is confrontational Oh, yes, it is. And, because you uh, have that wall of anonymity. I anonymity? revel in that? Anonymity. Anonymity. An an yes. An it's enemies. like an anonymy. <laughs> but uh, uh, and uh, one. Anonymity. Okay. I live in an anonymity. Now they think they're getting talked by babies. But no, the fact of the matter that the anonymity lends itself to that is something that I will I will be honest I have reveled in before, because if there's nothing if there if there's nothing I've learned about the internet it's that people are wrong on it, and if I'm ever in a bad mood, I will I will do that. I will admit to that. And I have screwed with people on MMOs because I'm like you're cheating people by selling them. Something for that a vendor sold you for like three times its cost. Oh, I'm doing their a service because they aren't going to go and find it. No, you're doing them a disservice because when they go to that vendor, it's no longer there. You know, and two hours later, I remind them, guess what? Arguing with me, you haven't been selling your shit. <laughs> so, uh. And they're like, you're a dick. One, one more. I'm sorry. Can we get them to hate us? Can we get them to hate us? Sure. Alliance or Horde? Loktar Ogar. I think that answers it for me. Yes. <laughs> Loktar Ogar. I got my email I today. Uh, I started on Alliance and I'm playing Horde now. They're both you're fun. Tainted. Yeah. The stink of the Alliance reeks. <laughs> I got my that. email today about mm -hmm. the Warcraft 3 remaster. It finally okay. has a release if, date. If it if it actually makes Hopefully you feel any better, it's only because I started in Lich King, I started on a Draenei. I hate all the other alliance races, but Draenei are just fun goat people. I love my space goat people. Give what? Me that. If you really want to make people hate people... You know what you do? Star Trek or Star Wars? Or Marvel or DC? Ooh. Marvel and Star Trek. Fight me. Sad, sadly, truth, I have to agree. I loved the Star Wars. I love Star Wars. I still enjoy Star Wars, but the more I look at it, the more it's just space fantasy. No, yeah. no, no. no. We Star need Trek to, and DC. We need to add on the irony of my statement as I say Star Trek while, while wearing, wearing a, a Vader Darth shirt. Vader t-shirt. Yeah, hard with a audio medium, but there we go. There you go. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love Star Wars. Star Wars is great, but the more I look at it, Star Wars is a fantasy dream. Star Trek is a utopian 
potential. Well, and here's the difference is formatting. Star Wars deals with an overarching large story. It deals with the, the journey of an individual throughout a larger problem and continuing with that. It can't really make a lot of statements about society as a whole. It can in its world. And there are some that it makes. Star Trek was episodal. Star Trek dealt Episodic. with something... Hmm? Episodic. Episodic. There you go. You're getting those hate mails early. Yeah, I, I know. Hey, at least I know how to say anonymity. Tisk, tisk, tisk. <laughs> but no, anonymity. It's, it's episodic. And when you have an episodic program, you're going to actually have to deal with more issues in a more condensed amount of time. So Star Trek dealt with racism. It dealt with war. It dealt with It dealt with drug addiction. With drug addiction. It dealt with the idea and concept of materialism. God. Yeah. It it had more inherent value for also, the, I the think zeitgeist that, in which it was based in. I think that also just as because Star Wars has always been just a movie. It's a film industry aside from Baby Yoda. Well, I mean. <laughs> Whereas like Star Trek like, let's face it, my favorite f- series out of all of Star Trek is TNG. Like, I'll it, agree with you on that one. Like, Picard, best captain, yeah. I don't care. But in TNG, it was put out in that, like, 80, 90s area where everything kind of needed that end wrap together feel good you need a moral kind of thing so that's where those episodes really came from further on like in ds9 you did get more into that overarching story where there was the thing going on and on through the whole thing especially once you got into the wormhole and the gank you know, the the big war mm-hmm. i won't spoil it for people who haven't seen it yeah i mean but you should have by now <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> but no, like, as you said, I was just looking at my phone to see when Next Generation started. It did start in 87. 87 mm-hmm. to like 90. Um, 96, 96, yeah. 94, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Well, and the thing about it was, is also with my ex parents. Here comes my hate mail. <laughs> with my ex parents, it used to be a thing to watch that together. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I think a lot of us that are nerds grew up. With TNG, if we are in our current thirties, so no. this is this is it. This is our sample. I'm cutting us off here Aww. because we'll do an hour. Bars closed. We'll do an hour for our actual Happy episodes. It's going to be focused to on a topic. You. Right now, I'll be picking the topics, uh, and mm-hmm. we'll be doing our research. But. Uh, mm-hmm. Feel free to email riff at stay and listens s t a y n L-I-S-T-E-N dot com for any suggestions or topics you'd like us to go over because, hey. So we can crash them. It gives us something else to talk about. Yeah. Lord knows it helps keep things, keeps the. Because keeps while, the, because while I have a list of over a hundred things to talk about, we can always use more. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, if you do send a topic and you don't hear about it in the first two years, it's her fault. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, this is, this is why. You're the brainstorming. He's 
kind of the conversation carrier uh, and the researcher, and I'm just the guy who's kind of uh, running the chains in the background. Pull those levers. Push those buttons. And this button that I'm pushing right now stops the recording. Good night, everybody. Good, Good night. night. Brian popping back in to give ahead and uh, tribute our intro and outro music. Intro Faster Does It. Outro Dark Sea Land, both by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Check the show notes for your links. Have a good night, y'all. Thank <laughs> you.